kill a god which one would it be Ooh, a god let me run through my god rolodex in my mind real quick um ooh, tough one uh i mean uh, i'm struggling so i'll go with zeus he zeus? seems like a dick yeah i mean <laughs> how, how are you gonna kill zeus um with lightning let's give him a taste of his own medicine i feel like that would energize <laughs> you're not applying video game logic which is the only logic i have <laughs> Do I have to kill him with to water? This battle, I just maybe I don't know because yeah. I'm always fifty fifty on whether or not water should be a weakness to electricity too. <laughs> because like if you like yes you're diluting voltage or whatever, but if you connect a circuit to another power source, wouldn't it make like Zeus stronger? Like couldn't Zeus do the same thing that um, Godzilla does, where he just gets close to like a nuclear reactor? Oh, and, and just absorbs everything. Yeah, I don't know. I did always struggle with that in Pokemon. I'm like, wait, water, electricity, which one hurts the other? Yeah, it's because it, does it doesn't it, work both ways. It's also because <laughs> both of us kind of know how electricity works. And if you just <laughs> yeah. get electricity wet, it doesn't make it weaker. You die. Yeah. Sometimes. I did, as a kid, have an a electrical outlet directly over the sink in our bathroom. That was always a weird... Like, it just starts smoking every once in a while. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, I mean, there's four <laughs> kids. We have fights in bathrooms. There was this time where I was living with a bunch of people in San Francisco, and we kept smelling rotting fish. Okay. <laughs> that, that means there's rotting fish, Adam. Well, no, it wasn't rotting fish. What it was was an overloaded um, power socket. And I guess, like, the the smell of electricity melting plastic smells fishy. And it was because someone in the house Googled it, and they were like, all right, let's check our outlets. And then we found one that was, like, hidden behind some stuff that was just all burnt out and melted. That's real fucked up. Because yeah. I've found burnt out USB plugs from faulty uh, Amazon lights that I buy. Oh, yeah real cheap ones and i just end up smelling ozone and then look down and i'm like hmm i think i'm gonna die because i was trying to look at something too closely let me unplug this thing what does ozone smell like ozone yeah you know what ozone smells like you know when you I'm like sure. let, like when you fry something yeah that like real high smell oh okay like does... the smell of burning electronics is got ozone in it okay that just O3, yeah. some straight O3. Interesting. Well, no, it's not. Well, it's very, very, well, very diluted O3 because <laughs> right. I think it's like an ounce of O3 can kill a football field full of people or some shit. Dang. Yeah. O3, there's a reason why it's our atmosphere, the thing that protects us from the lonely depths of space. <laughs> yeah. Good old ozone layer. Anyway, I would choose any of the <laughs> gods from uh, the North Pantheon. Because they all have instructions on how to kill them. Oh, wow. Which gods are those? All, like, Thor, Zeus, or not. Oh, okay. 
So like the Nordic. Not, not Zeus. Yeah, I immediately was like Zeus, but uh, <laughs> the All Father grouping, right. Loki Odin. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Cerberus. So pretty much everybody but Serta. Okay. I would. What they're written down. Yeah, that's what Ragnarok nice. is. Oh, okay. Ragnarok is instructions on the end of the world. Yeah. That's uh, like day by day and person by person, unless you're a female for some reason, because I think all of them are written out of Ragnarok. Hmm. I want to change my answer, but I can't think of a better god to kill, so I guess I'll just stick with Zeus. I think there's probably <laughs> also easier gods to kill. Yeah, I mean, that was a little part of it, I guess, was the challenge, but... And if you're taking someone out, you want to take out the one, the guy at the top. How does uh, <laughs> what's his face kill him? God of War. I want to call him Kronos, oh, uh, but that's Kratos? A fucking, yeah, Kratos. I was close. Kronos is a tight. I don't know, man. I don't remember anything from those games except Smash. I don't remember any of this <laughs> shit from those games. I remember all of it from <laughs> school where we had books. Oh yeah, I don't remember ever reading the that's actual mythology we of Kratos. Didn't. They were just in the books. If you will remember how we used to do history, it was read this part of this chapter, and then you have a test on that part of that chapter. And we did not always go through entire chapters, because some of it is not deemed necessary knowledge, and they right. have to cram 32 to 35 kids full of stuff. So there was a lot of book that we never actually used in the book. That was when <laughs> I got in trouble, because I would just read the book straight through instead of paying attention in class. But mm. because I read poorly, I was never where the class was. <laughs> I used, actually did used to read a lot of Greek mythology. I don't remember a ton of it. Me and my sister were just like into it. That's <laughs> because it's fucking cool. Yeah, it is cool. Like all mythology is cool. Yeah. It's when you start believing mythology that is an issue. Like I'm happy if somebody discovers that like Zeus or Odin or something was real and then shows me proof. I'll amend everything after that point. But until then, like so long as it's a story, it's fun. Yeah. Like Baba Yaga's fucking pretty sweet. <laughs> we were also, me and my sister were very into the show Hercules, the TV show, and Xena. I had a crush on Xena's friend. Uh, Callisto? Was that her name? I think so, because she had a bow staff. She, yeah, she and had staff. I liked the bow staff as well. And that's like the only female figure. I think growing up until the show Cleopatra 2525 came out <laughs> that had like a chick with a bow staff in it that wasn't, I guess, an animal. Huh. Because I feel like there had to have been an animal with a bow staff in a cartoon at some point as a kid. I mean, Donatello. Not a girl. Right. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> also, love Donatello. Yeah. Literally just made a meme where Donatello <laughs> gets told to shut up. Yeah. Donatello... He was always my favorite. It was between him and Michelangelo, but Donatello had the purple, which is my favorite color. So he was, you know, that's he had a why you like Donatello. Well, I also liked his leadership and his intelligence, and I liked that he used a bow. Donatello didn't lead shit. <laughs> Leonardo. Yeah. Yeah, but he was literally that's his only quality is leader. It's true, but Donatello, I feel like, really was kind of the secret leader in a way. Because Leonardo was a little no, bit No, he brash. was the guy who made sure everything actually got done because they had to rely <laughs> on him for things that got done. Like, if they had to do right. something, he's the person they had to go to. And then when he couldn't do something, he went to a rabbit, which I love that rabbit. A rabbit's good. 
Maybe that says more about my views on leadership. I mean, you <laughs> have like, weird this is views. the guy that's getting Fun fact, done. <laughs> do you know what quote about presidency that I keep in the back of my head when I real world decide whether or not I'm going to follow somebody's leadership? Like, this uh, is something you said about the president, I think, when Bush got elected. So when we were kids. Oh, shit. Well, let's hear it. Quote from the past. We were talking about who the president is, and you're like, yeah, a leader is somebody that I personally am going to follow, so like, I don't care who's elected, whatever. We were in one of those phases. Yeah. And uh, you said, whoever is like in charge of me is somebody that I will like make breakfast for or cook bacon for. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's probably good. Like, If I will just make you food, I'll probably listen to what you have to say. Yeah. Uh, I still use that as a measuring stick for whether or not I'm going to listen to somebody's leadership. And the longer I cook, the fewer people I will listen to. (laughs) Interesting. I totally don't remember saying that, but I'll have to remember that now. Allowance running low before payday. Not enough money to spread around. Join Unicorp's new fluid reclamation program. Good for a 10% increase in your allowance. Remember, if it's fluid, it spends. Unicorp, the only choice for your future. I have one little segment that I would like to call Steal My Eye Deal. Ideal, my ideal. Yeah, because I was thinking about, like, you know, escape rooms? Yeah, one to one somewhat recently. See, I haven't gotten to go to an escape room, but I have both gotten locked in buildings by myself where I had to <laughs> get out of uh, by yes, myself. The original escape room. <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> I have also uh, had to break into buildings that are not my buildings to get stuff because I... Reverse escape room. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to make it very clear that this was not breaking and entering in an illegal uh, capacity. It was breaking and entering because some asshole decides to lock keys in a building that everybody has to get into, and I'm the only one dumb enough to climb up a fucking pipe to get in a window. (laughs) So this was a sanction break-in? Yes. Nice. (laughs) So, and I like the idea of escape rooms, but I have two issues with escape rooms. One, if I'm actually locked in a place, you've uh, we've talked about how I feel about this when it comes to kidnapping. If it's like a drywall, you just punch a hole through the wall. Yeah. Like nibble through. The, yeah. The actual escape part <laughs> of an escape room, I would immediately go with like, this door is made like shit. Kick. And I don't think you're really allowed to do that. So I was trying to think of something that was more appealing to me, and I came up with the heist building, where you and like five of your friends get to go, and you set it up more like a laser tag situation, where there's like five different rooms that none of you are in, but you all meet up at the end, and you have to fulfill the different needs of a heist. So you have like like the computer tech guy, and you have like the gymnastics guy, and everything. Yeah, totally. But you make them like real short heists, so they're only like twenty minutes long, so everyone can swap. Yeah. So you do like an hour of four basic heists. So you do like a jewelry heist, a fucking (laughs) bank heist, uh, Indiana Jones style heist, and then like the computer hacking heist, where the one you just go and plug in like a USB somewhere and stand there for five minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 
because that would, you can get like five to seven people in there. If somebody really wants to, they can try and do a heist by themselves. Yeah, I like this idea. What if what if something goes wrong though? In like, the heist, that's yeah. part of it. That's why you set it up more like laser tag. So everybody's okay. got the. It can turn into a shoot 'em up. What I right. have in my mind is like the way that I play uh, sneak games. Where like I try until I don't, and then yeah. I get the highest body count. <laughs> Just start blasting. Well, that's what you have to do because you get one stray shot, and everybody else knows where you are. Yeah. You just got to stand there and take headshots because it's a sneaking game, so they don't give anything good AI. <laughs> Imagine applying for the job of the person that works at the heist super center. <laughs> I don't know why I called it a super center. Well, I think that would be That'd fine. That'd be funny. It'd be like, <laughs> have to be willing to get robbed. <laughs> like, well, that would be interesting <laughs> if it led to real robberies. I think that would probably stop real quickly. Also, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those situations where uh, like, you'd have to make sure people didn't bring real guns in because we live in yeah. a terrible place and time. Yeah, I feel like someone would try to do that pretty quickly after they were founded. It's like, oh, no, this is a laser gun. And well, it's somewhat just... easy to stop that, though, because we already have laser tag. Like, right. they, they search you before you go into laser tag. They don't let you have a gun on. Plus, I don't know why, but that sign with the gun circled and crossed out works. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just, it's like magic warding. You just put it on the front door, and anyone who walks through with a gun on looks like a dick. Also, it wouldn't make much sense to like rob an escape room slash heist. Well, it's more or less people center. just refuse to take their guns off. And when right. you're in a situation where you might get scared and you have a fucking gun on you, there is an issue. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, you, you shouldn't have a, a weapon on you when you're playing a game. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, like I had to learn that I had to stop carrying clay tools in my pocket when I rode bicycles because one time I crashed <laughs> and ended up with five clay tools in my pocket Ooh. and had to sit on the fucking side of the road and like pull sharp things out of my pocket that were also being restrained by the or out of my thigh that were also being restrained by the other side of my pocket. <laughs> so it was like this weird like I have to stretch it on one side far enough to get out of my leg so it'll go the right direction. <laughs> All my injuries are connected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah you don't you don't just add dangerous shit to fun situations because they turn double bad. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine the terrible like somebody fucking gets like a fully auto Glock on a trampoline? <laughs> 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 it's like bah! sorry, sorry, bah, 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 as you like slowly stop bouncing. <laughs> Don't moon this guy. Oh, <laughs> ruining your trampoline. Were you there when anybody's trampoline got destroyed? Um, Not like instantaneously, but I saw the slow decline. A That's... lot of like, what down the trampoline? And then in like a couple of weeks, it's all brittle and busted. I've been at like three birthday parties where somebody has torn the trampoline <laughs> by accident. And like once it was with a skate key and I didn't stop hearing about that for Dang. four years because we were in grade school. So like the trampoline's yeah. super, super important. Of course, yeah. But I, I always found it like completely bizarre how no one emptied their pockets when they went on the trampoline. Yeah. I have would have a problem if somebody built a bridge out of any form of material that you can cut having a sharp thing on me. <laughs> like terrified of that crap. Yeah, I don't carry too many sharp things on me, which 
you know, in hindsight, probably prevented a lot of injuries. Yeah, I actually don't think you carry enough sharp things. I give you <laughs> sharp things randomly. I have another knife at my house oh, that nice. I have for you. Yeah, I have been carrying that knife, which has been very useful. Yeah, dude, because when you, yeah, you need one shitty flip knife is like the yeah. knife you need to carry. And when somebody says, hey, man, you can't have that weapon on you, you go, okay. And <laughs> oh, you just give them this <laughs> shitty fucking knife. And if you don't get it back, it was a shitty knife and it's gone and there's no reason to bitch about it. Yeah. That is a weird thing about the the checkpoint, you know, whether it's admission, security, whatever. Yeah. I feel like there's always this attitude of like, gotcha, motherfucker. You know, they're like, you can't have drinks in here. And you're like, cool, I'll throw well, it out. <laughs> so here's the thing with that. I'm the guy quite often who has yeah, had to be you like. You have to be intense. Well, and it's also people do fucking sit there and try like. <laughs> They run away and try and come back in sometimes, and they put on disguises, all right? Yeah. Which I, every time, have to fucking stop myself from letting people that do that in. Not because I can't tell that it's them, but because it's hilarious. <laughs> like, if four dudes got thrown out for, like, pissing in the corner and then sat on each other's shoulders and put on a giant trench coat, <laughs> I would have to have my manager directly behind me to make sure I didn't just let them back in. Because I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, don't keep going. Because they're going to get thrown out in five minutes anyway. And I kind of want to see them hit their head on the door <laughs> when they fucking walk through it. What do you know about mascots? If you think about a mascot, what comes to mind? I literally, every time I think about a mascot, <laughs> think about me dressed as a pizza suit. So, <laughs> I think personal experience, Adam. You're more into the street mascot? Um, I would call myself a mountain mascot, because the only place <laughs> I have dressed for a mascot... Wait, no. Ooh. Buried memories, Adam. Buried <laughs> memories have come forward. I have dressed as both a banana and an apple previous to this in front of a nice when I was twelve. Nice. Um, so that happens. Oh, so yeah, I guess your sister have, worked at it. Yes, that right. was also my first job, which we'll be bleeping out because <laughs> I don't want to get sued because when I was twelve I used to work at a and that's illegal. Wasn't it called Zuka Juice at the time? It was too? right after that that got turned into a Zuka Juice. But mascots. <laughs> so I was trying to find what the first mascot was. I'm not really sure that I found the answer. You know what I'm going to say right now? What's that? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we had a, a short discussion before the podcast. I mean, I do agree with you. Definitely. Because it's I, also, it, I think it's specifically Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Because Jesus yeah. off the, the cross Jesus. Yes, is not a mascot. He walks around and does stuff. Yeah. Like carries people in the sand. I don't see. I don't, <laughs> is that how that one works? That's the story, right? The footprints in the sand. Then how did I reach all of those starfish to throw them back in the ocean? <laughs> uh, maybe he threw them. He knows you like it. Then why did my <laughs> arms pick them up? I don't understand how Jesus works, guys. I think Jesus definitely is a good mascot. Um, I also, in my research, I saw an argument for the monarchy being mascots, which I think is a pretty valid well, argument. Currently, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I was like, well, for a little bit there, not so much mascot as in like murder in charge. But 
That would be fucking hilarious if that's how mascots started in sports. Like, originally, they were the <laughs> tyrannical owners of sports teams, and there was, like, just this entire era of sports just being ruled by insane monsters and puppetry. And then they just got to post somehow and became, like, the cheerleaders of the sport during the mascot wars of the early <laughs> 1900s, right after we invented baseball. Yeah, I mean, so that is kind of when the mascot first started appearing, is that era, like late 1800s, early 1900s. It makes sense. That's when you had the ability to produce an image of something for elsewhere relatively cheaply. Yeah. that would be funny to have a mascot for your town that no one's ever seen. Like, you just go there one day, and it's a town of, like, 200 people, and they just have a mascot dancing in the middle of it. Yeah, no, he just keeps us pumped, like, all fucking day. Yeah, so the The mascot original... of Notre Dame. <laughs> Is it the Hunchback? I don't know. It might be the other chick. The Hunchback has a job. Yeah, the bell tower. Is that considered hyping people up? I think that's pretty hype. Gets the whole town going. I think that's a bell for work, personally. Uh, it is, yeah, Every time I hear clock. church bells, I'm kind of just like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah, early baseball, uh, early American sports is kind of where it started to come around. So the term mascot is actually a little different. That came from late 1800s France. Was it theater? Uh well, the first recorded public use of it was in a a musical piece. I forget what it was called. I think I have it in my notes here. Yeah, Edmund Audron. He wrote the opera La Mascotte. Okay. Is it about <laughs> a small creature that follows a French woman around and cheers her on? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't look Did, into you know, that. I looked at everything about this except <laughs> for the plot. So I guess he had written it in 1867, and that's when the term, I guess, kind of became like mainstream. He performed it in 1880, uh, and then it made its way to America by 1881. So people were already using it in America at that time. But the French term, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I mean, it just looks like mascot to me. It's like mascot with an extra T and E on the end. I'm pretty sure those are silent. So, <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Think you win. So it means literally lucky charm. And I guess in French culture, kind of leading up to the release of this opera, a lot of people did already know the term mascot. So it was just a term for like a, a lucky charm, like literally a charm that gamblers would use for luck, like a rabbit's foot. I or like, something that like that much more than how we use it. <laughs> yeah. Because the other thing is, like, you can say you have a totem or a lucky charm. And I don't really yeah. like using the term charm. Yeah. And totems are kind of mascots, too, a little bit. I think there's an argument to be made. There's a lot of similarities. They're yeah. different, but... Yeah. I feel as though totem goes all the way up. Like, you can have a non uh deitaic. I don't know if that's a word, word but, <laughs> but a non deitaic totem. Like, my totem can be the frog to make the guy from the Power Rangers feel better. Versus we can also have, like, the totem of the sky god. Totems are mascots entirely. Yeah, I mean, they're just visual representations. I think they kind of blur the line between logo and mascot. That's I think they, you just offended so <laughs> many people. Did it? By completely taking out the religious aspect and replacing it with uh, uh, corporate terms. Well, it's all branding, right? Like even in the uh, the Jesus example, 
It's like, yeah. yeah, this is like a holy thing, but it's also kind of the logo. Y- yes, I would say, but there are a lot of people who would be offended by saying oh, well, specifically, like there are tons of people that are going to be mad at me for calling Jesus a mascot. <laughs> like that is definitely uh, going to offend some people. The difference is there. I think it's funny because I know like two people that are personally going to talk to me about that. Uh-oh. We're not, I'm not trying to offend anyone. Neither. It's all lighthearted. It's comedy. Come on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, the word was generally associated with a good luck charm, and it kind of evolved into, like, the examples that I was reading on Wikipedia, a lock of hair or a figurehead on a ship. Yeah, I think the lock of hair thing needs to stop happening. That one is weird. It would make more sense if it was something we started doing after we found out about cloning. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. The baby teeth and the hair one has always weirded me out a little bit. I mean, no judgment, but I'm like, I don't want someone's old teeth. I feel like the baby teeth thing is half accident. I think it's one of those, like, in the moment, it's a normal thing for the dentist to give you baby teeth. Like, you don't have a choice then. But then you take it home and you put it in a box. And who the fuck cares about those teeth? You have a kid to take care of. So then 15 years later, you find the baby teeth and you're like, oh, nostalgia, because they're pretty much brand new to you. And then you try and give them to your kid who thinks you're a fucking psychopath for having smelly teeth in a box for 15 years. (laughs) Then you're like, I can't throw out these old teeth. I don't know about that. Guess where all my baby teeth are? (laughs) In the trash. They are non-existent. I don't don't even think they're in the trash. I think I threw them outside because like... Why am I going to throw teeth in the trash? Dude, there's probably tooth trees growing everywhere. I hope so. If that's how you grow a <laughs> Keelan, we're all fucked. <laughs> 24 Keelans running around completely unchecked with no government oversight. Yeah. They have some weird gestation period. Well, too. I was going to say like one of them's going to be five years younger than me. <laughs> so it's all like fit and shit and has had seen all of the mistakes that I made. Somewhere there's hidden Keelans. There was, apparently, after I left Jackson, a doppelganger that was, oh, like, shoot. a dead-on me that a bunch of people called me and were like, hey, man, you in town? It's like, <laughs> no. They're like, there is a guy who looks exactly like you sitting down drinking a PBR at the bar. It's like, yeah. I hope his name was, like, Wheelin or something. I hope not. <laughs> we don't need too close. I, I was just worried about there being tooth Keelans out there, mostly because if there were tooth Keelans, I imagine their skin would be, like, enameled. They just have, like, an exoskeleton of I wouldn't even think, like, exoskeleton. I think they would just have, like, a super hard epidermis. Dang. Yeah. Like we they don't would, even know until they go to, like, get a tattoo, and the guy's like, no he way blew all my needles. They're not going to get <laughs> tattoos. If they're anything like me, they'll just have a lot of ideas for tattoos and uh, <laughs> have no tattoos. They're also not going to intentionally get pierced. Yeah. All of my piercings, accidental. <laughs> Nice. I mean, sort of. <laughs> I have like this nice scar on my eyebrow that no one can see because it went sideways. But mm. uh, it's from the time that I tried to, I didn't try, I succeeded. But I worked at this golf course for a little bit and I had to go get cigarettes during work one day and we're not allowed to just leave. So there's this field that you have to run through because it's the only place that you can get seen from the pro shop going to the gas station so you gotta be quick well yeah so i have to jump the fence and run (laughs) as fast as possible through there and i did that but then on my way back i like 
jumped on the fence and went on the other side. And there's this sweet move you can do where you just kind of hold the fence and slide down if it's chain link because it's only a little bit of space. But there is no uh, on this fence. They didn't secure the middle posts down the chain link. So it was it just fell over. Well, so it was just chain link attached to a middle post. So it was like it bowed with me when I grabbed it. Uh, and the top little spart, like where they just cut it to be sharp so that people don't climb it, went through my eyebrow. <laughs> so I was like sitting there on top of a backhoe, like holding the fence down because it was through my eyebrow. And if I let it go, it's just going to go tink. <laughs> but there was nothing I could do, so I had to let it go. So I just ripped a fucking line, like a chunk out of my eyebrow to get cigarettes and then got to work. Like, I came back to the other guy working and it was just like the side of my face was covered in blood. Dang. And he was like, what the hell? And I was like, just tell somebody I got hit in the head with a golf ball. And I went to the <laughs> pro shop and got band-aids. And then they thought I got hit in the head with a golf ball for the rest of the time I worked there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> got cigarettes help myself to a beer after that too there you go yeah uh mascots <laughs> uh so you know after this period of like the gambling thing the lucky charm sports start coming around especially american sports and a lot of them were named you know appropriately to strike fear in the hearts of their opponents so generally after like a some kind of predator warrior something like that like ed Gaines. yeah <laughs> Gaines. yeah they just look their uniforms are made out of ears uh <laughs> wasn't that ed Gein? didn't he like collect people's ears well i mean a lot of people that's a classic totem but i'm not sure if it was specifically Gein. i don't okay. all of the serial killers at this point in time in my head are clowns <laughs> all the same. they're all like the same <laughs> same guy dressed as a clown yeah so because of kind of the lucky charm naming convention thing people just started then basically bringing the animal that the team was named after it's generally a live animal that sounds not good based on the <laughs> names of most sports teams like having the tigers is dangerous <laughs> right especially back when we thought that you could just give tigers cigarettes and shit yeah so one of the first examples I could find, I'm not sure if it is the absolute first. The Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, they played in Atlantis. It was the Chicago Cubs. So they had to bring a baby bear? Well, so the first version they had was actually a taxidermied cub. I mean, I, I agree with that more than bringing a live bear someplace. But yeah. I guess there's uh, something to be said about bringing something's dead child. <laughs> yeah. And then, so that was 1908. They used this taxidermied bear, which, by the way, was also... Do you know the whole thing about the Cubs had a like the longest drought in sports history? They, they went 108 years without winning a championship. No, why would I know that, Adam? Like, that's fascinating. <laughs> but I also would never equate the word drought with sports statistics. Right. So it was like, just growing up, and my family, like spent time in Chicago. They're from the Netherlands, but then moved to Chicago. Um, so I heard about the Cubs a lot growing up, but they were like a famously bad team throughout the 90s, early 2000s. Well, they kind of started coming around in the early 2000s, 
But then in 2016, they finally won the World Series, yeah, which so was I, like a 108-year drought. Yeah, so I thought I, maybe you heard about that. I remember when they won. Yeah. I don't know it's 108 years. And I know it's just generally the Cubs are considered uh, a lovable flop. Yeah, like every it's uh, I love to watch myself lose, and a bunch of people uh, still every single year for I guess a hundred and eight years lost <laughs> their fucking hats betting on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they had the cub. Oh, and I brought that up because 1908 was the last time, or like their first mascot, and then they actually didn't have a mascot which is rare for a professional sports team were they just called the ubs they were still the cubs they just didn't have anything there was no like oh, it's almost know. like you don't need to like drag around an animal <laughs> to play a sports game or something <laughs> yeah. kind of like how you don't need to gun on a trampoline i guess yeah well i'm talking like even like a dude in a suit they didn't have anything well, there was back no then, a dude in a suit is just a dude in a cut up bear <laughs> yeah definitely but not even like a like a drawn mascot or anything. They just didn't have anything until 2014. They had like a a cute bear. He was I think he was supposed to be like a teenage bear. His name is Clark. What the fuck yeah. is this? What but, Clark the teenage bear? <laughs> yeah. But okay. I bring this up because we just talked about how mascots are lucky charms, and the Chicago Cubs went. 108 years without a championship. Within two years of reinstating a mascot, they won it all. Um, <laughs> I think that you're going to have to pull out a couple of more 100-plus-year droughts that were solved with mascots <laughs> in order for me to take that as proper data. I did, however, just remember the reason why I actually have some positive thoughts about the Cubs is because of their logo is almost the Capital Corp logo from Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah, just like a C inside it's a the C circle. within C. Yeah. Basically, you know how it's the... They have, like, the 3D C? Yeah. You just take the two ends off oh, okay. and make the outside or the inside one attach into a circle that goes around the whole thing. Yeah. Because it kind of makes, like, a little maze thing. Because Capsule Corp is not real, but I would invest in them <laughs> if even if somebody just started a company that was called Capsule Corp. Yeah. Like if they made lead drinks, I would still <laughs> invest in them just to invest mm. in Capsule Corp. Delicious molten lead. Oh, I was thinking like maybe they just had some lead in the drinks, but yeah, just melt your jaw. Off. I think about that shit all the time. Like, you wouldn't get that close enough to your face to feel like you were drinking. Like the, the, the like musculature to drink yeah would just be burned away as you tried to approach yeah absolutely i mean molten lead it has to be molten lead's actually not terribly hot but that's it's in probably the, in the thousands yeah but i was gonna say but yeah. that's in the of melted metals range <laughs> yeah because yeah it's a soft metal which generally means it has a low melting point a lot of hard work goes into preparing for the revolution, finding the food, making escape plans. But remember, before you go bury your guns, use Tito's Gun Sharpening Polish and keep your gun shop for when revolution strikes. This message was brought to you by the Revolution LLC. Yeah. The Cubs also have a unofficial human mascot. 
Is his name Dave and they keep him in a suit in the basement? No, his name's Ronnie. Oh, I'm close. <laughs> suit in the basement still on the table. Yeah, this guy's name is uh, Ronnie Wickers, also known as Ronnie Woo Woo Wickers. Uh, he's known for his loud woo chants at the game. They're usually just, it's like, Cubs, woo! Or like uh, a player's name followed by a woo. So this is just somebody's friend who needed money. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean... Almost entirely. Yeah, and I don't want to assume too much, but I was reading about him. So he was born premature, abused by his mom. His grandmother took care of him, and his grandma would take him to Cubs games. That's, like, where the fandom originated. So this is somebody with mental disabilities that they're using as a mascot? I'm not entirely sure. So the grandma died in the 80s. The grandma died. I guess he had a girlfriend. The girlfriend died. And all of this was, like, so rough on him that he became homeless. And I guess now he's, like, a window washer in the area. And there's even a part about how, like, from the 80s to the 90s, he went to, like, every Cubs game, but it was all on donated tickets. Because I think people already knew who he was. And there was even, like, when he became homeless, he started missing games. And people thought that he was, like, dead. He had to go on the radio and be like, hey, I'm not dead. That's cool to be that weird homeless guy in the area where everyone's like, dude, that homeless guy is gone. There's something wrong. Quick. Yeah. If only we treated everyone like they were important. <laughs> yeah. So this this era, like 60s to 80s, when uh, Woo Woo is around, it kind of seems like this is one the whole mascot thing like really, really took off. So, like, before that, there was, like, especially in college sports, a ton of mascots. Professional sports would sometimes have them. It was more like a logo or something. But they would sometimes have, like, a dude in a suit. But it seems like the 60s is kind of when it really took off. One of the hilarious ones that I was reading about. Oh, so I was looked into racist mascots, of course. I mean, <laughs> you have to. Yeah, I mean, there's been, I don't know if you see any of the controversy too, but like there's many sports teams named after Native American things in America. Like the Red Sox and the Indians? Red Sox wasn't. That was literally just their socks were red. But yeah, the Indians. Didn't the Red Sox have some controversy about uh, it? The Washington Redskins. Gotcha. See, (laughs) I have issues with every, that's the most logical possible name to have a racial issue yeah and i went with the socks the washington redskins did change their name uh they were the washington football team yeah no i I actually know about that yeah because i was that was big news at my work now they're the commanders why does that why is that a good name do you know what commanders don't do play football (laughs) Yeah. It's like, why don't you just name your team the coaches? I think the football <laughs> team was the perfect name. I actually really liked that one. And it seems like a lot of people did like that I would have been fine with generic team number one. Yeah. So they could always be number one. And then slowly but surely, everybody's quote unquote cancel culture will make every football team or whatever team turn <laughs> yeah. into a generic number whatever. And that way, when they scream, we're number one, they really are. And everybody else has to scream like we're number five. (laughs) But I bring that up because uh, the Atlanta Braves, another, you know, team that's using Native American names and imagery, 
Uh, in the 60s, there was a guy who, it was just a fan in the stands, and he basically set up a teepee in like the center field bleachers. And whenever the team would score, have a big play, whatever, he would do dances around the TP and then uh, ignite smoke bombs. I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of this. Yeah. So this was a white dude. It was a 16-year-old uh, white guy. And then the team basically approached him and was like, hey, this is cool. We should do this. It's like a marketing thing. Um, he didn't do it for much longer. He passed it off to another white dude who did it for like a year. And then as this whole thing is like growing in popularity, the team decided to make it an official thing. They have a naming contest (laughs) to name the mascot. Why do we do this? Why do we have (laughs) naming competitions? There's a surprising amount of mascots that have come from competitions. There is zero surprise to this, Adam. (laughs) They were all made around the same time when naming competitions, like, before we had rules on them. Yeah. That was before the term hate crime was a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so they announced the winner in 1966. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winning name was Chief Nakahoma. What the fuck? As in Nakahomer. You know, gotcha. Like, uh, hit a home run. That's <laughs> almost silly enough to just be culturally insensitive and not racist. Um, so that guy, he basically played this role for like 20 years. So it was like two years that two different white guys played it. And then they did hire a Native American guy. Uh, Levi Walker was his name and he continued to play the role. So it ended in, I think, 82 or 83. And I was like, oh, the Braves were getting like a little socially conscious or something. No, they got in a fight about pay (laughs) and appearances, and they just mutually decided to end the character. Was there any loss in profit from not having a mascot? So, because he set up the teepee in the center field bleachers, sometimes they would take the teepee down so that they could sell more seats. Gotcha. So, they made money on firing... Because they also made money on not paying him any more money. I've never actually understood mascots for games where the stadium's too big. Oh, yeah. Like, basketball is pretty much the only thing I really see the point in a mascot in. Because you can still kind of see the mascot from the back. Versus, (laughs) like, a football stadium, halfway is the fucking back for like it's just kind of ridiculous i also don't agree with going to sports and watching really low definition non-tv from super high up unless i spend extra (laughs) money yeah i know what you mean but yeah levi walker uh he did about 80 total appearances which seems low for the amount of time that he was chief nakahoma (laughs) um that sounds like it's like some form of gay slur yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> but he was paid $80 per appearance uh, for a grand total of $4,860. That's how much he made. So, um, But I'm, I'm doing uh, transfer that into nowadays money. It would. And I mean, that was over 20 years, too. So you'd have to factor that in. Constant changing 
inflation and yeah i'm gonna say it but i bet you the reason why he quit is because he got paid the exact same thing the whole time probably regardless of inflation yeah while we're on the subject of pay what do you think the average mascot i thought you were gonna ask me for like 30 dollars for something (laughs) like (laughs) while we're on pay your ass owes me something from grade school (laughs) um how much do i think he got paid no what do you think in our current time 2022 what's the average pro mascot salary 45,000 a year yeah that's solid guess yeah <laughs> adam i don't know if you know this but i know real dumb things about pay yeah so it's uh the range is kind of 40 to 60 there are some uh highly paid mascots like i guess there's a little bit of controversy about this too but the is guy the who plays guy? what's that is it the green guy Oh, the Philly fanatic? Yeah. Because doesn't he make like all kinds of fucking appearances that have nothing to do with sports? Yeah, he probably does make a lot of money. And that's one of the more well-known like all-time mascots. Yeah, because there's probably like four mascots. I don't know the names of any of them, but I know what they look like. Yeah. And it's almost never because it's usually because they're in a commercial for like a pizza place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there were a few um, that do make more money. Benny the Bull. He's the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, see, mascot. I know exactly what Benny the Bull looks like. No idea he has a name of Benny. <laughs> yeah. He is rumored to make closer to two hundred grand a year, but I guess there's some controversy about that. Well, there's also, does he get money off of branding from clothing and shit? That's got to sure. just go straight to the business. That can't, he can't yeah, have anything in that because, yeah, he, they change who that is. Yeah. That'd be a fucking sweet setup. <laughs> like, I get 1% of all of your sales with this bowl on them. What about the costume? How much do you think that generally costs? Like a pro mascot costume? To produce? Yeah. Like four grand. Yeah. Another solid guess. Uh, five to six thousand that's, was the average yeah. that I saw. That's, uh, I kind of wonder if I have that base because that's, all of those numbers are based on the six months I worked at Fabrics That Go in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> Um, while we're talking about the Philly fanatic, he was created by a company called Acme Mascots. See, I never know whether or not, because there's an Acme business that runs out of my dad's neighborhood, and I don't <laughs> know whether or not that's real. Like, I ne- anything that says Acme, I assume is like the 555 like number thing, <laughs> yeah. where it's just an okay thing to plagiarize, or I guess it'd just be in public domain with Acme. Yeah, I guess it is. They were a New York company. They had ties to Jim Henson. So the Philly that Fanatic... makes me feel less like it's real. <laughs> the Philly Fanatic is kind of Henson looking. Uh, he is a large, fuzzy green, bipedal, flightless bird with an extendable tongue. That's yeah, the description of him. That's not what he looks like. <laughs> uh, you, just, you just described a hummingbird. Yeah, well... The, Hummingbirds fly, though. Yes, but he's, he's they have to be flightless. Two, he has two. Okay, so you also described a penguin? More like what an you, ostrich. You did, yeah. What you did not describe was the weird upside-down light bulb with a funnel as a face. <laughs> that is what that thing actually looks like. Wait, are you thinking of the Philly fanatic? You might be thinking of Gritty, who's kind of like a brother mascot to him. He's the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. I, you just me, said things that I pictures. was unaware are different. Is this the guy you're thinking of? The Philly fanatic? Yeah. Okay. That looks nothing like a bird. I but agree he with is you there, unusually yeah. large, like round body. 
and almost a straight neck to his face where he has a funnel. Yeah. I'm keeping mine accurate because the only reason why I know this guy exists is because Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Which is how I would assume that he makes more money is because he gets TV spots. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy is everywhere. So there actually has been disputes, too, about the trademarking and ownership. I was going to say whether or not he sneaks his friends in the costume sometimes so that they can pay rent. (laughs) There was a team executive um, who, when they were, you know, creating this mascot and implementing him and everything, um, basically the offer was uh, the design was... $5,200 $5,200 for the costume and the copyright or 3900 for just the costume and then the Acme company would retain the rights to it. So this executive cheaped out. He just went for the $3,900 option. And five years later, the team was sold to a new group of investors. And so the franchise... So straight up just got to keep that shit? Well, they... They decided to buy it at that point, but at that point it cost them two hundred and fifty grand. Jesus. Yeah, like five years later. So that's the Philly Fanatic debuted in seventy eight. So that's eighty three. They basically had to pay a quarter of a million to keep the copyright. Smart move, guys. Yeah. If somebody ever offers you ownership for the thing that you intend on having longevity for a decent price, take it. <laughs> yeah. And so then again, in uh, 2019, there was another controversy. Um, Basically, the creator tried to withdraw from that agreement that we just talked about. Basically, the agreement was to let the team use the mascot forever. But I guess his argument was like the wording on that was weak it wasn't really forever it was just for a period like uh well i don't think that we should ever this is one of my larger problems with our fucking society is we keep trying to make legal deals that have words like forever in them or terms (laughs) that mean shit that's not really a thing yeah like you can't say that you're going to do this thing forever. You have to use terms like indefinitely, and then there has to be caveats for what indefinitely means, because otherwise you're just spouting gibberish that is going to cause legal confusion in 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was 2019, right? The creator filed a lawsuit against the Phillies. Or I think it was actually the opposite. He tried to withdraw, and so the Phillies uh, filed a lawsuit against the creator. Yeah. But then in 2020, uh, they just revised the fanatic. Yeah, to make him legally distinct. Yeah. Yeah, like they should have done the first time. Yeah. So he had lighter green fur. They added arm scales, star-shaped eyelids, powder blue feathers, a longer tail, a shorter nose and red shoes. How much money did they spend being fucking idiots? <laughs> Probably low millions, I would fucking guess. Fucking several years of just being like, we could pay my nephew to color this coloring, like just take a picture of him yeah. and have somebody color over it and be like, that's the new one. So the Philly Fanatic does hold the distinction of being the most sued mascot in history. 
I mean, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that's true. I'm sure there's some dude <laughs> that thinks he's the mascot of something that just keeps running around dressed like something and is annoying. Like, there's probably some dude dressed as a pigeon in New York that thinks he's the mascot of New York <laughs> that just keeps getting sued for, like, shitting on people's cars. I hope that's a thing. I also don't hope he's in New York. I hope he's in Florida, because that's what that fucking place deserves. More of that shit. So excellent segue, Ronald McDonald, the that's mascot of McDonald's. <laughs> couple things there, Adam. I would like to say that we do not accuse Ronald McDonald of being a serial killer on this pub oh, podcast no, publicly. I know. But, but you bring up. But <laughs> but that transition thing <laughs> might be just misleading enough that we get a fun cease and desist from McDonald's. I mean, I would love to talk to McDonald's. They don't talk to you. They send you an email. I've gotten a cease and desist before. Oh. I got a cease and desist as a minor, which was awkward. <laughs> but... What the point I was bringing up is Ronald McDonald is specifically instructed not to hug children. Yeah, that makes complete and absolute <laughs> sense to me. I Don't walk around that. grabbing people's kids. Yeah. That would that's like you know the crosswalk person shouldn't just grab you by the hand. Yeah, if there has to be some kind of contact or something, uh, it's advised to pat them on the head. As yeah, Ronald McDonald. That's literally the same advice I use myself if I have to deal <laughs> with kids when I'm working at a restaurant. Which Some happens other... a lot more than you'd think because we have a broken working system. So people have to bring their kids to work a lot. Uh, there are other Ronald McDonald rules. Is one of them stop staring at me, Ronald? <laughs> no, but if people start saying weird stuff to him... Right? Like, if they're like, stop staring at me, Ronald. Or if they're like, hey, uh, what do you shit like after you eat these burgers? Or just yeah, like some smart-ass question. De-escalation propaganda dispute. Yeah, so his, uh, one of the general responses, I guess there's a script that has a lot of these type of responses. But one of the main ones is, why don't you ask someone with normal shoes? <laughs> I'm going to start using that for everything. <laughs> So I have a friend who uh, every once in a while he would just come up with kind of like an infuriating slogan to say to people. Yeah. And it would never be infuriating the first time you heard it. But by the fifth time you heard it, you <laughs> were like, I guess you're a total piece of shit. And the last one came up with was who's to say. So like just during <laughs> anything, you would just get the response who's to say like 40 times in a row and it works and I adopted it. It's infuriating people, but it's also true and you cannot be mad at somebody for saying who's to say during the middle of it. That's how I feel that asks somebody with normal size shoes is. <laughs> yeah. So I cast no somebody with normal size shoes. That might actually help me with how often I'm mistaken for somebody who works at the place that I'm in, which is yeah. pretty pretty regular if i'm in a work shoes on no because i'm wearing a vest okay, so anytime yeah. i'm in a walmart or like a target or anything where uh people are inherently rude <laughs> um i just get asked for where stuff is and generally i'm not a dick <laughs> it is all pointed out but there is a lot of times when somebody in their 80s thinks i'm a slave and just walks up to me and they're like you get over here and i'm like hmm <laughs> 
You're about to find out that I don't work here in the worst possible way, lady. Because <laughs> I will try for half an hour and, like, find stuff for you. But the second you start being a dick because you think I work at a place, I will take you to the condom aisle and just start handing you magnums. <laughs> Ronald is also not allowed to eat if he's making an appearance. Well, I would imagine that you wouldn't want to eat in that makeup anyway. Yeah. I don't think I would want to. But have you ever tried to eat in face makeup? Um, it's all no. It's all good till you look at where you just bit <laughs> and you see like just all, all the of flakes. the makeup that you... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not flakes. It's all oil. Right. So right. it never dries. Remnants, I should say. Not flakes. No, it's like cakes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's real. You're like, oh, this is a delicious burger. And then you look down and it's like, it looks like a skeleton. Yeah. And you've just been eating grease pen. Which is probably fine for you. Ronald is also not allowed to say that burgers come from cows. <laughs> is this due to pink slime or is this due to not wanting to get the ire of PETA? Because I think you're allowed to piss PETA off ever since they got caught being basically embezzlers. I think it's just um, like a for the kids type of thing. You know, Ronald is generally making I think that's it. incredibly dangerous to uh, not yeah. tell people that you killed an animal for their food <laughs> i agree I'm with you not against eating meat i think we eat too much meat as a country but that is not so much a i care about the cows situation as it is like an actual economics long-term longevity thing yeah so this episode ran a little bit long and uh i'm kind of tired of editing but i've got a plan a reverse heist First, I'm going to cut the next 30 minutes out of this, then I'm going to insert it seamlessly into next week's episode, where we will all meet back here and have a cold, frosty beverage where Adam will be none the wiser. Pliddy plug. Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram under Jane Fritz, J-A-I-N underscore Fritz with an S. And that, that that's it for me currently. Yeah, you can follow me on social media. On Instagram, I am VR Frittatas. There's also the UPP Twitter, UPP Twitch, which we used this week. I think maybe we'll start using it a little more. And if you're into watching video games, you can also watch me and my wife stream on Twitch. We play a lot of games and interactive games. Our handle there is Andy Pants. Uh, A-N-D-E-E underscore pants. Follow us. Adoyle rules. Does that mean that if you go to France and you want to get a box of Lucky Charms, you get, like, Le Mascots? That would be excellent, and I'm going to offend somebody in France later. Ooh, Sarah, tell me. <laughs>